quarter to three games podcast for the end of August 2019, maybe even, depending on when you're listening, maybe even the beginning of September. My name is Tom Chick, and my game of the week is not Hunt Showdown. This is Nick Diamond, and my game of the week is not The Crew 2. Yeah. And this is Jason McMaster, and I, my game of the week is is not, uh, I don't know, Five Nights at Freddy's. Wow, McMaster, you really had to struggle for that one. Oh, boy. <laughs> I always do. <laughs> Nick, have you even played any of the crew, too? Like, are you among the unfortunate? Uh, I have played some of the crew, too. Yeah, I, I, I think I played about four hours of it. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I really feel bad for you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I tell you, tell you, so I'm super curious, and I know McMaster is as well. Why on earth are you going to tell us about the game you're just about to tell us about? <laughs> okay. That's not, that you know that wasn't you just you just did an evil cackle. I did, I did, because so this is a game. In most cases, I don't know if I would recommend it to other people mm-hmm. because I like it for reasons that probably most people would not. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is Test Drive Unlimited Two. Yeah. Right, I know. <laughs> um, and it's uh, it, it, so if you didn't play it. Um, it was made by Eden Games, um, and it's very much the precursor to The Crew and The Crew 2. Like, the right. DNA is very easily followed through. Let me just interrupt you. Let's not bring The Crew 2 into this. I mean, there's no need to get ugly. <laughs> Let's just pretend it doesn't exist. You're just going to, yeah, the, don't even mention The Crew and that other we're, thing in the same breath. We're all friends here, all right? <laughs> <laughs> It just hurts so, my brain to hear them both mentioned together. It's just not fair. Uh, I know, and it's such a it's such a crazy step. Okay, I don't want to even get into it. It's such a crazy step down. Right. So but. you can see the uh, right. So this is a precursor to the the brilliance of well, I feel the brilliance of the crew. But it's sort of like going back to watch uh, an old. It's sort of like going back to watch the original Star Wars after the the prequels have come out. Right. Why would you ever do that? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so. The the test drive unlimited um, two, uh, in in this case is, uh, if you know it's uh, open world, um, it's got all the stuff that you would expect from a car PG, right? There's levels, there's like different tracks that you level up, like little bars you fill up. In this case, it's little circles that fill up. Um, so there's like popularity, and there's like style, and there's like a speed and amount that you explore the island and it's the island of abitha primarily mm-hmm. um or uh, why are you saying it that way I, isn't that the way you're supposed to say it it just sounds weird it's not abiza no right. I, th- I think you're supposed to i think you're supposed to at least let me put it this way everybody in the game says it that way ah right because and this is the other thing if you haven't played it i <laughs> Firmly, I think Test Drive Unlimited 2 is the the douchiest racing game, uh, like NPCs ever. Right. It's like they're terrible. They're terrible people. They're they're like rich, idle, like twenty somethings, <laughs> and they just live for like owning cars and clothes that, and that's the worst just, direction you can go after rich and idle is 20 something <laughs> yeah <laughs> if there's one thing to make it worse rich idle oh where can it go from here 20 something ouch yeah. right and they and they like they I european think, too by the way euro trash yes, yeah. yes all euro trash and they like they really feel it feels like the developers at eden purposely made the NPCs as annoying as possible. Like, they, they tried to cover every terrible stereotype of a douchey rich person. So it's mm-hmm. like, there's, there's like the off-roaders that are like these two bros that are like constantly Mountain Dew high-fiving each other and like throwing it up all over the place. There's like a super stuck-up rich girl with like, you know, the, the clothes and the little the hand poodle or whatever and just, just terrible it's te- like it's filled with the worst she people. um does she rely on her old man's money oh it's very obvious they all do it's very <laughs> okay. none of these people have jobs <laughs> yeah none of these folks has done like a startup company or has no. worked for this right yeah they're all no. very they're all privileged and entitled they're all super entitled and super super douchey terrible now why are you leading with this terrible thing about this otherwise cool game 
Okay. So, <laughs> the I, I would say that this is probably the barrier for most people, other than the age of the game, because I think it's 2011. Uh, Ew, so, that's almost 10 years old, Nick. I know, I know. So, it's probably the largest barrier for most people, is the fact that it's... It's filled with insufferable clods, right? Can I just mention another barrier? I just it's this isn't on Steam? What? Where do you I, well, where, where do you play you this? Just it. If you purchased it on Steam, you would still have it. Oh, it got taken what? Okay. That's yeah, a... I think this is one of the ones that got taken off, right? So uh it is tragically one of those games that relied a lot of its multiplayer relied on a server at Eden Games. Eden Games technically doesn't exist anymore. So that server is not there. Um, so you so can't because I've seen. Weren't there online challenges? There were online challenges. They are so pretty much gone. They, yeah, that circle. You're never going to fill that circle up, Nick. Wait, you ain't filling that. There's plenty <laughs> of other circles, though. Trust me. There's plenty of other circles. Now I'm positive I've played this, but it's not. I must have played this on the 360 because uh, I don't have it here on Steam. Uh, yeah, you might have. You All might right, have again. So, 2011. It's terrible. But here's the thing. Yes. Here's the thing that I love in this game that I've seen almost all other RPGs copy mm-hmm. to some extent, including the crew and the crew two. But what they did I tell you? don't miss... mention just ignore the crew two, please. Please uh... join me in pretending it doesn't exist. <laughs> they miss one essential component. Yes. And that is in Test Drive Unlimited Two, there is a system called Frim, which I know is the dumbest sounding name. Again, it's probably invented by one of the douchey rich people that you're writing with. I don't even it's know what called... you're saying. Are you saying the words F, the word F-R-I-M? Yep, that's exa- exactly. Okay, Frim obviously an acronym. Is... Yeah, oh, it's on. an acronym. It stands for Free Ride Instant Money. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yep. So this is the system where, as you're driving around in free roam, for every cool thing you do in a car, like take a jump, drift... Uh, flash by somebody really fast, like super close, or you overtake them, or just do a near miss. Um, all that kind of stunty stuff that you would normally do anyway while you're driving around in free roam, because free roam is pretty boring normally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frim will start giving you a points multiplier and money. So in this case, Frim will start out like, oh, you do, you do a couple drifts or whatever, you fill a bar, boom, you got a hundred bucks. Uh, if you keep going and doing more stunts, the the bar will continue and the multiplier will start racking up. Uh, and, you know, you can get up to, like, I think it's five times multiplier. Um, you can wind up with, like, a, a $5,000 or something by the end of it, right? Yeah, it's giving but you the, a little incentive to, right. to just sort of mess around on, as Absolutely. you're driving. Yeah. You see this in all sorts of games. Even, even Forza Horizon, like, all these other games have this. But the one thing Frim does differently and I haven't seen it in any other game, is you have to hit the button to bank that money. Nice. Oh, yes. Right. Right? How, it's a push-your-luck thing, risk-reward. It's a very much a push-your-luck yes. uh, thing. Because in other RPGs, this mechanic, like, again, in the crew, uh, appears. But all you have to do is just be good and not hit anything. And it will automatically bank after, I don't know, three, four seconds of just driving fast, right? In Test Drive Unlimited 2, if you don't bank it, if you don't hit that button, it'll just keep building and building and building. And then if you smash into something or you skid out or whatever, all of it goes away and you've lost it. You know what that kind of reminds me of? and not the mechanics of, but just the way to make something that is normally just such a, a an almost invisible part of the gameplay that you forget about to make it more interactive. It kind of reminds me of the way that Gears of War made reloading a th- yes. like an interactive thing, yes. part of the gameplay. Like play. a little teeny, teeny mini game. Exactly, with some risk reward. reward. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and I, I unashamedly love that. I, I will fire up Test Drive Unlimited 2 probably once a year for a couple weeks and just enjoy free roaming and racking up that stupid frim thing. I, it speaks volumes, A, that you would put up with the, the, the people in the game, and B, that you would play a, a nearly 10-year-old game for, for that. 
Yeah, I miss it. I miss it. I mean, I like I, driving around Test Drive Unlimited 2. I mean, uh, or yeah, Test Drive Unlimited 2 again. It's from 2011, so eh, graphically it looks okay. How's it feel? You know? Um it it uh it does feel a lot like the crew um as far as the driving physics. I mean, it's pretty much the same developer, so that's no surprise, much, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much the same developer. It feels kind of the same. Obviously, the crew is much, much larger, right. um, and it has a lot more activities and things. But you know, there's that. It, I, I don't even remember what it's called in the crew, but that equivalent of Frim just right. happens. Right. You don't have to do anything. And we can all three play online with each other, right? The crew? Yeah. Just no. Test yeah. drive unlimited too. Oh no, no, you can't. <laughs> you know, I actually, I actually don't mind that. I mean, I hate the fact that you can't fill up that little circle, but I don't mind if there's not people running around in my Ibiza. I'm, I'm perfectly happy to be alone on Ibiza with all of the douchebag NPCs. Yeah. Well, and the goal, obviously, one of the one of the goals in the game is to get the hell off Ibiza as fast as possible, so you can go to Maui. Oh, because that's like part two of the game. That's like part two. Right, of the game. right. You that's why I was I was confused because I was like I thought the game was set on Hawaii. Right. Okay. You later, no, no. right? Test Drive Unlimited, the first one was all Hawaii. In Test Drive Unlimited too, you have to immigrate. Yeah, yeah. There's like a whole sequence where you got to get on a, you got to go to the airport, and one of your douchey buddies meets you there, and they. No issues with like <laughs> ICE or CBP, like all that goes smoothly. You're, you're sure no, you're no. okay with all? Okay. No, you're rich. You're rich and you're <laughs> good. Point. You're rich and probably white, right? Exactly. Yeah, right. They just wave you right. through. I see. Right. Yeah. <laughs> No trouble uh, there. <laughs> McMaster, if we start playing, what kind of car do you want to start out with? Oh, I don't care. All right, we're putting uh, you in a Mini Cooper. That's fine. I'm going to get I, something with a long Italian name, and it's 12 cylinders. I'm driving that. Uh, Nick, you can uh, have a Ford Focus. Nice. Actually, <laughs> I I do like the I'm Ford gonna, Focus. I'm pretty happy with the Cooper in this situation. You know what? Then I'm going to put you in a, in a, in a lawnmower, McMaster. We're no, start I don't think so. <laughs> no, no taxi back to I Shoot, I already gave you the Mini Cooper. Yeah. What is, there was a driving game that actually literally, oh, I forgot, it literally starts you in a go-kart. Like, there's kart racing in it, and it's supposed to be, like, super hardcore kart racing, but you literally start, and it's a car PG, you start having to do go-kart races. I forget what that, that would was. Me, that would just make me angry. I mean, those things do anyway, but well, then that, you have to be in, an, <laughs> in a go-kart. And the thing well, is, it was, like, a hardcore, like, driving physics game where the stupid little go-karts were just like all slippery and they, they did they did a terrible job preparing you for actually like you would play this game and be in the go-kart and think oh these physics are horrible i don't want to play this game anymore i forget what yeah. it was though tokyo uh, drift in it. it should have been but it was one of it was one of these sort of like b-level uh me also like wannabe car pgs that never quite had the the big time publisher i want to say it was maybe called something like aletto or something like that. Uh, but at any rate, McBester, so, yeah, so, all right, you can keep the Mini Cooper, but we're going to paint it uh, bright yellow. Oh, Test Drive Un Unlimited 2 does do that awful thing, and I think it was one of the first games to do it, too, uh, that a lot of car PGs do, which is when you start the game, right off the bat, they dump you into a supercar and yeah. let you drive oh, it for Lord. a couple of minutes, yeah. and then they take it away. Right, And right. then you got to start with a Ford Focus or whatever. <laughs> You know, I kind of don't mind that in a way, Nick, because it makes me appreciate the Ford Focus all the more. Like, it makes me appreciate, oh, my God, this game's out of control. It's too fast. I can't handle this car. And then the game's like, okay, now you can settle down and just sort of take it at your own pace, drive something nice and slow and manageable. So <laughs> Now you start with the Trabant. <laughs> but uh, it is like those, yeah, those EA games that are like, hey, we're going to start you in a super fast, sexy thing. Because I think EA is afraid they're going to lose your attention if they don't give you one of those right up front. Yeah. Oh yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah. But so, you know, between the guy screaming at you to do Red Bull or whatever. Oh, DJ Atomica. Yeah, right. Exactly. Is DJ <laughs> Atomica in Test Drive Unlimited too? No. Oh, that's too bad. He would be a perfect fit. Uh, um, I. It is I really funny though to to play the game. They do have a couple radio stations in the game, obviously. Right. Um. So it's it is pretty it is pretty funny to listen to, you know what they thought was going to be yeah. cool in 2011. <laughs> exactly. This is the music we're going to license. Uh, it's not going to be too expensive, but we think the kids might like right. it. So hey, we're giving this, this a shot. Up. Yeah. <laughs> These guys might be hot. 
You know what that kind of reminds me? So in Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, the, the music that Travis's uh, the Double Damage has licensed for that game, man, I love that stuff. Normally, when somebody makes a budget soundtrack for like a driving game, which is kind of what's going on with Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, I'm just like, ugh, turn this off. Huh. I just can't. But I love the, the, the songs well, in that. I mean, yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of them are covers, too. It's very stylized covers and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I feel like he wasn't like yeah. Like, I think it, when we talked about it before, it it feels like he really splurged on the soundtrack and it shows. Right, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, it sounds like the soundtrack to Test Drive Unlimited Two doesn't hold up, huh? But no, it doesn't. It doesn't really. <laughs> I, I really thought Nick, you were going to say something like, yeah, there's a like fan made add on for Test Drive Unlimited Two, or or no, somebody's not, like no. revived the servers, or uh, yeah. No. <laughs> no, I just like this one mechanic. And then I listened to to seven, eight hours of uh, whatever, that Smash Mouth, you know, when I played this game, you know, and uh, it, just, mean, it, it sounds worse. like a real hoot, man. It, it could be Avril Lavigne's uh, boyfriend just for uh, hours just, straight. Just, just on repeat while you're while I think you're that was, uh I think that was Burnout, right? Paradise Burnout? Burnout uh, Paradise? Haha, ha, you remember music from Burnout Paradise? Yeah, well, I can't help, like, I remember, because it only had, like, five songs in the soundtrack, man. Right. So yeah. you heard that Avril Lavigne boyfriend song, like, 800 times in a playthrough. Yeah, Nick, I they remember, got their money's worth in that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember wishing that there was a new Burnout coming out before all the other Burnouts came out, and then going, why did I wish there was a new Burnout game? What is going on, by the way, with Need for Speed and Burnout? Like, does EA have some <laughs> imminent driving game? Is there one coming up? Yeah, there's a there's another Need for Speed coming out. Okay. There's another one, Need for Speed. I don't know, 47. <laughs> I, I I have no idea what it is. Need for I, Speed. What? I, I promise know. you, it's got a sexy subtitle instead of a instead of a number. I'm positive they've done probably something like that. Yeah. Ooh, or maybe they're just maybe they're doing like a movie reboot where they just go back to the the old name. Right. Need like, for Speed. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Just, Although I think they've already done that once. I think they've used that. Yeah, they that. have. Yeah. Oh. Well, then they can – okay, then like a movie, they can add a the in front of it. The need for speed. Right. The need for the speed. Do it like that. Just throw an extra one in there. <laughs> and, it, and all the E's are now threes. Oh, Obviously. God. <laughs> or they have motion blur on them or something, like they're they're moving real fast. That's what you need for the E's. And that will say, man, this is a racing game. I mean, in a way, what can, it's such. Where can they go next? I mean, obviously, someone, multiple someone's, sat in a boardroom somewhere at EA and thought, okay, what cool new thing can we add? And I'm curious to see what it is. I don't. It's, probably you could figure it out from the marketing. I don't know what it is, but I look forward to finding out what it is. Like, I mean, they could do something nuts and make like an actual crash mode that everybody actually liked. In any right, game. exactly. Remember when that was what was cool about Burnout? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, how, how has no one really capitalized on yeah. that? Yeah. Like, so many people loved it. Uh, I did. There's a There was a terrible budget game called Dangerous Driving that was released. <laughs> I think it was only on the Epic uh, Games Store. Uh, but it, that was its its promise, was, hey, you're going to have a cool, like, crash mode. And it, it was just awful. Um, so yeah, I just... No, I, I remember seeing that, yeah. Yeah. Don't fall for the. They'll have you think, "Hey, here's your new crash mode. This is what people loved about Burnout." Don't fall for it. Yeah. Yeah. No. All right. Well, Nick, while you play a nearly ten-year-old game, I'm playing a game that's not even ten days old. Ooh. Oh, damn. Although it has been in early access for a while, I I put off trying this. I heard things about it. Uh, it's uh, it's called Hunt Showdown. It's the Crytek engine. Uh, I don't I don't even remember who the developers are. I feel like I should know that. Uh, but what I remember about it, and what I remember hearing about it, is it's this really cool, like, you fight monsters with old-timey weapons, and it's in the swamps of Louisiana, like, that's kind of the setting, and there'll probably be, like, something with a slide guitar playing during the music, and it's online, sort of semi-co-op competitive, where you spawn in, and you fight a boss monster, and you level your character up, um, and it finally hit 1.0. This week, and I eagerly jumped in, and sure enough, it looks great. It's super atmospheric. Like all the weapon stuff is really cool for 
how it's not just crazy modern guns. I mean, McMaster, the game you're going to talk about has some really cool weapons, but they don't, they're not the least bit interested in being in any sense realistic. Like, they get crazy. These weapons, oh, yeah, yeah. like the six shooter in Hunt Showdown, takes forever to freaking reload. Like, you put a bullet in one at a time, you know, the, the, the long arm, whatever the rifle is, it's not very convenient to use. Uh, you you are definitely hobbled. Like you're not a super powerful person, and these boss creatures are just really freaky and amazing. And there are zombies sort of wandering around, as well as like mini bosses. And you spawn into this cool area, and you're alone. And there's going to be I forget if it, I it, I might be thinking it's just three players because of remnant, but I'm pretty sure it's got to be like at least four. You, know, you spawn. There's other people in there. And you all have clues highlighted on the map, and you run to the clue, and for each clue that you stand there and gather, it's, it gets you that much closer. It narrows down the map to the area where the main boss is. And eventually you get in there and you fight the freaky, hard-to-kill, crazy main boss, and it drops a token, and you have to grab that token and and haul ass to the exit to cash it in while the other players maybe consider killing you to take the token from you. Um, so this looked awesome and I loaded it up and I was sneaking around. I was shooting things. You play the tutorial against some crazy fast spider. It's really creepy and it's crawling around on the ceilings and, uh, it hides in a barn. Um, and then you're, you're on your own. There's no single player, by the way. It's not like World War Z where if you just want to play with bots, you can, you got to go online and you got to have other people drop into your game. Fair enough. I'm okay with that. So I'm dropped into a game, and the very first boss is some kind of thing that uh, he breaks apart into a bunch of little, I guess they're like moths or something, and then they reassemble, and you shoot them, and then he breaks apart again and runs off, and he reassembles. And I picked up a clue, and I found him in this barn, and I'm fighting him, and he's breaking apart, and he's doing damage to me, and I'm running backwards, and I'm healing myself, and I'm trying to reload my gun, and I've chipped away at some of his health, and another dude arrives at the barn to help me fight, and I'm shooting at the thing, and then I'm suddenly dead, and the game tells me that the other dude hit me with his sledgehammer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, hey, you found the reason I didn't play Hunt Showdown. (laughs) <laughs> well, but McMaster, maybe not everyone's like that. So I booted it up again, and here's another thing that I remember that this game oh, made yeah, me... Oh, yeah, they are. Here's a game that made me reappreciate this about the Crytek engine. That thing takes forever to load. Oh, oh, my God. I couldn't... I mean, seriously. Like, I've been playing some... Uh, the, the Creative Assembly Total War games, like... Total War Warhammer 2, that's like a long loading time, and that'll test your patience, but then you're loaded, and you're playing the game for a while, you know, the battles take a while, but still, that'll test your patience. That's nothing compared to the Crytek engine these days, and, I, you know, I've got an SSD hard drive, I've got a decent system, I've got plenty of RAM, it just took forever to reload, so I finally, I join another game, this time I'm more careful, I creep around, I decide maybe I'll wait outside the boss for a little bit. Uh, and let someone else show up and be the first person to go in there and weaken the boss. So I do that, and I'm hiding, and I'm sort of looking at where the boss is going to be, and you know I'm just kind of hanging fire. And then I turn around, and there's a zombie who's like moving super fast. And I'm like, oh, I guess there's fast zombies in this game. So I lift up my gun to shoot it, and then I'm suddenly uh, I'm at half health, and I realize, oh, that's not a zombie, that's another player. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm wounded. I'm running away. The other guy just chases, and I do that thing too, where in a multiplayer game, and you suddenly find yourself fighting someone, and you're not used to the game, you just kind of spaz out. And one hand is trying to run away, and the other's trying to aim at the guy, and maybe the space bar is smashing the your thumb smashing the space bar so you can bunny hop, and maybe you're also with your pinky trying to crouch. Just all your your uh, fingers and hands just start firing on all cylinders to do something to keep you alive. And that never works. So I got killed by this guy before I even saw the boss. So, okay, fine. This time I'm going to be more careful. I'm going to realize if I see something that looks like a zombie that's moving faster than a zombie, that's another player. So I boot up the game again. Uh, and, and it just goes to show, like, the art design in this, the weapon stuff, just the general sense of atmosphere in these swamps. It looks great. So it's, it's keeping me in, in, involved, even though I've died a couple of times. And that's okay. So the third game, I'm going to be super careful. I'm going to watch my back. I'm going to find some place to hide where someone can't sneak up behind me. So I do that carefully. I check out one of the clues, narrows the maps down. And by the way, when you go to the clues, they light up another color if there's another player nearby. So you know when it's safe to grab a clue. 
So I grab a clue. It narrows down the area that the boss is. I slowly creep up there. Sure enough, the boss is in another, uh, like it's, this time it's like a two-story barn. And sure enough, there's two people in there fighting it. And I can see them running around. I can see a window, and they're running past the window. And I see there's two of them in there. So they're not fighting each other, I guess. But now I'm here. I've got the drop on them. So I find a careful place to hide. And I realize, too, it takes a while to kill the bosses. That's one of the things I learned fighting that first guy is, you know, it's a boss fight. They've got these different stages they go through. Uh, they're going to do things that might heal them or that they might run away from you. Like, it takes a while. You can't just sit there and unload a shotgun into it and suddenly it's dead. So I realize these guys are going to be preoccupied with whatever they're fighting in there for a little bit. And I find a hiding place where nobody can sneak up behind me. There's two in there, so if it's a three-player game, I'm being an idiot because there can't be anyone else. But if it's a four-player game, I'm doing the safe thing. There might be a fourth player out there. So I find a place to hide. There's a wall I can look around. And around the wall, there's a rock. So just I can peek out with a teeny piece of my head and shoot into the window where the guys are fighting the boss. So when they go by the window, I shoot a couple of times and I miss, but then finally I hit. Like, I can tell that I hit some guy. And I don't know how much damage I did, but I know I hit him, and maybe the boss will finish him off. So I've got my gun, and I'm reloading the gun to take a second shot at him, because I know he knows he got hit. And he stopped in that window, probably realizing, oh, somebody shot me through the window. But by the time he sees the little speck that's my head... I'm going to get a second shot off at this guy, and I'll probably kill him, and that'll give me a lot of XP, and maybe I can level up and unlock a new weapon or something. So I reload the gun, and suddenly I'm dead. I had full health. <laughs> full health. All my, I had three bars of health. You lose health one bar at a time, and then I lose all my health. You can look at a kill camera in this game. You can't see the guy shooting, but you can see where he was standing. You can see where you were standing. There's no way he could see me. Furthermore, when you die, it's like a MOBA. There's something that tells you what did damage to you and how much damage you took from the monster, from another player. I could tell how much damage I took from that jerk sledgehammer the first time. And it wasn't all my damage. Like, the monster weakened me. This guy finished me off. This guy, here's the weird thing. So, I don't know, maybe it was a wall hack or something. It did not show how much damage he did to me. It just showed his perspective, and it, and I'm dead. And I had full health. I don't know if it was a headshot. I don't know if he cheated. I don't know if that's some way you can do so much damage to someone the game doesn't even tell you. But i that's when I quit and Rage Uninstalled and what you have all been listening to for me babbling the last five, eight minutes is aging video gamer rages at people online because he has slowing reflexes and is not good at playing a shooter. So this segment has been brought to you by me. There you go. And uh, Hunt Showdown, uninstalled. I'm no longer interested in sitting through that freaking loading screen to get killed by someone. Because when you die, by the way, you're out. There's no respawning. You die, and then the other two or three players, they're just left to play on their own. So, I, I, you know what? I'm done. I'm out. No Hunt Showdown for me. You know what? I apologize for my French, but you know what? Fuck it. There. <laughs> Well, I mean, the big problem with stuff like the Hunt Showdown, to me, and I mean, I'm not saying there's a problem with the game. If you like it, it's your thing. Uh, but to me, it's like, I don't like games where I have to extract with loot, because that just means I have a big target on me if I play the game that they developed. So, yeah. like, mm -hmm. you have to kind of, like, just do the game that they've, you know, ended up with, which is whoever leaves last is the person who has the stuff. Or, you know, you, you have to play it as a game where you don't pick up the loot intentionally so that someone else can pick it up and you can chase right. them down. Yeah. Right, uh, yeah. it's And then you get to this point where he's going to do that, except for new players or something like that. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it just kind of – same reason I didn't play much DayZ. Uh, I just – I don't see the point of collecting a bunch of loot so that somebody can shoot my ass and take it. Eh, well, what's like cool is – yeah, in the Division 2, like, that's an optional part of the game. If that's something right. you want in your game, the Division 2 makes that, hey, play in this uh, dark zone or whatever it's called. You can do that sort of thing. Uh, this is the entirety of Hunt Showdown, which really bums me out because, like I said, it looks awesome. The weapons feel awesome. The monster designs in this are really freaky. Like, there's some really cool stuff in here that I think, you know, it, it made me, like, reappreciate Resident Evils, for instance, when you first sat down and played them and got freaked out by crazy stuff. Like, there's really weird, crazy things in this big open arena that aren't the other players and that I really enjoyed having to deal with. Um, 
you know, like another thing about it too is, and I think you you hit the actual issue with the game. I don't I don't think that it would be that bad if it wasn't such a an intensely long loading engine because that's the yeah. whole thing about Player Unknown. It's the whole thing about Fortnite, yes, Apex yes. Legends. You can immediate, you can get your ass kicked. You can feel bad about it, but ten seconds later, you can be in another game and forget about it. Yeah, exactly. Right. And yeah. so, I mean, there's there's a lot to be said for sitting around for five minutes while a damn engine loads, thinking about the last guy that kicked the hell out of you, and it makes you mad as hell, and then you don't want to play anymore. And it also, McMaster, like, there's less uh, tension and density in Hunt Showdown than there is in something like Player Unknown Battlegrounds, where you know you've got a jockey for position. And in Hunt Showdown, we all start at different edges of the map and we're moving towards the center. So it's not only the loading time, it's that obligatory, okay, I'm at the edge of the map, I have to work out which clue to work towards, maybe I'll pick off one or two zombies on the way. But that's another, you know, three, four minutes. Um, So there's just so much downtime built into the game, which best case scenario could be suspenseful, but in my case, it's just downtime until I suddenly die again without quite understanding why. Uh, And now here's the thing, though, and I'm pretty sure now that it is three-player, but here's the thing. You and me and Nick could all play it and just not kill each other, and it would be kind of awesome. Like, I would like that. Like, it would be us, and and you can start start, uh, within a team. You can set it, okay, I'm going to play with a team of people, and maybe I should just leave that checked and just wait to be grouped with someone. I don't even know if you can. Um, there, there are additional ways to play also. Like you can play in a big, uh, I think, 12-player with four teams of three, but then it's more like a, a deathmatch thing. Um, right. so, sure. And to be perfectly fair, I, I am not at all pretending that I have seen what this game has to offer. I just realized I'm just not interested in getting to the point to appreciate the game. So nobody take my experience for any sort of right, passing I mean, judgment on the game. It's just this is not what I'm looking for playing right now, partly, too, because of what McMaster is about to talk about, is what I was kind of hoping for in Hunt Showdown, I'm already doing that somewhere else. So once again, Hunt Showdown, I'm flipping it the bird, I'm uninstalling it, I'm out. <laughs> well, and to be fair, if you wanted to do a team thing, I have it. I didn't know you were playing, so or I would have said I would have played with you. But well, yeah. don't tell um, me that, because I might have to reinstall and jump it. But you know yeah, what? No, no, I mean, I no, know Master, of, Yeah, don't I tell me. I've got better things. To to, yeah, I've got better things to be doing with you, <laughs> such as what? Why don't you tell the listeners what I've got that I could be doing instead of Hunt Showdown? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Nick, so, so do you Tom, know this game? Like, if you. I, I do. I do. Okay, sweet. All right. Tom, uh, Tom did one of his things, and he he found some stupid game that I thought was stupid, and then I played it, and it's not stupid. Huh, what's uh, it called? <laughs> It's, it's called. Spe- oh, by the way, speaking of Ashes. stupid, let's let's hear this title, McMaster. Give us the full title. Yeah, Remnant from the Ashes. <laughs> from the Ashes. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, as I mentioned before, too, Remnant not a good name, uh, and it reminds me a bit of that Damon Lindelof series, The Leftovers. Like it's not generally oh, oh. like when you hear it, it's not generally something that you think, yeah, that's fresh and new and something I want to play. Uh, yeah, that sounds rad. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's. It's you know what's it's crazy about that game is, is the first time I saw it was you streamed it like a few days before it came out and I thought man these graphics are crappy this game right? looks jank- janky it's probably for me but I'm gonna hold off because you know it's janky it's for me uh, and um, so that first night I didn't really pay that much attention and then the next time you played I, I watched a little bit more and I was like well that looks interesting and then. Um, I don't know. I'm insane. So I went and bought it, and uh, and yeah, it kind of makes like a weird first impression. But uh, other than that, uh, it really kind of like it's a game that I played the first time, and I went, "Oh, that was okay, I guess." You know, uh, that's cool. And then I stopped playing, and I like I kept thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then like I was like, "Well, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna play it again," and I did, and I was like, "Man, okay, okay, this is a pretty good game," and it's. It's just like it's hard to figure out what the hell that game's doing at first. But I will um, say, though, in it, to it to its credit, it might be hard to figure out what it's doing. But unlike something like Hunt Showdown, you can immediately get to some cool, like, shooty, fighty bits. Oh, yeah. Like, it's super it, – it, it's going to give you gratifying stuff to do while you're trying to puzzle it out. And unlike Dark Souls, which immediately gives you stuff <laughs> to do but starts pushing back and creating some sort of – 
a difficulty level that can be frustrating to some people, this never quite does that. Like, even if a boss is kicking your ass, eh, just go grind some stuff, kill some monsters for a while, right, uh, collect right. loot. Yeah. So it's super accessible in a way that uh, certainly Hunt Showdown and Dark Souls isn't, I think. So, and, and that's kind of the thing about this game, um, is that it, it's a bunch of cool game mechanics that don't necessarily usually go together, is, uh, I think, you know, or a design that you don't see together. Not that they don't go together, but it's this, I don't know. I mean, it really is like Hellgate London uh, every time I think about it. Uh, but it, it, it's this game where you play third-person shooter, and there are three classes, and it has this total Destiny vibe to it uh, w when you start off, because it's, hey, it's three-player max parties, which <laughs> we discovered one night, and um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's just kind of like you're just shooting stuff and running around, but unlike Destiny, everything in it is um, is procedurally generated. Right. So, which, by the way, is not, like, I, I think that, I didn't know that, when I first started playing, like I didn't realize I didn't, that until yeah. So you, yeah. you think, oh god, this is the layout, and then you like die and you respawn, and you think it's going to be like Dark Souls, and you think, okay, that guy is going to that mini boss is going right. to be there, and suddenly he's not, and you're like, oh, so the monsters are randomly generated, but then you d discover too, maybe when you join someone else's game, the world is kind yeah, of procedurally generated different. too, which yep. is crazy. Like Dark Souls doesn't do that. Uh, D Destiny sure as heck doesn't do that. That's insane. No. And, and that's one of the more fascinating things about the game that I don't – that it, it hides kind of, which I think is odd. But if you're in the base, you can go to your game uh, via the little magic crystal. There's always a magic crystal. And um, you can choose world settings. And in world settings, you have the option to re-roll your entire campaign. And once which I would played, think is just, hey, just restart from the beginning. I, I would right. see that, and, and that's what I saw. I saw that, and I was like, well, no, I'm not going to start from the beginning. I've made that's some progress. That's what I thought at first, too. And then yeah. I was like, after I saw it one night, I, I'd stop playing, and I was like, oh, I'm going to look that up, because that's weird. And, uh, yeah, I found the developer talking about that. And uh, it, it, is, uh, it is strange, yeah, how it just kind of like, it doesn't reset your character. It right. just re-procedurally generates the campaign. Um, because the way the game works is this um his the example given by the developer or one of the, the the lead design on reddit is every time you start a, a new area it goes through all of your inventory including your backpack and finds the highest level item and it makes the level the first level you go into at that time it makes it equal to that but the way the game judges difficulty is based on an average of all of your items. So let's say you're wearing like a level 5 helmet, then you're only wearing level 2 other stuff. Then it's going to bring you down to like, you know, a 2 point something or a low 3 point something there, depending on what all it has. And you're going to have a harder time against enemies because your entire equipment average is lower than your highest piece. So if I if I were to go in now, because I'm at like you know you, you, for some reason you start at like level ten, you get these trait points, and I'm somewhere around fifty. If I were to re-roll a campaign, it would start me in that beginning area, but everything's leveled to me. You're saying? Right, right. And here's okay. the other thing about it too: trait has nothing to do with the difficulty. I found oh, it's equipment. It, I see. Yeah, it's all equipment. So, literally, if for some reason you have leveled your your weapon one of your weapons way above all the rest of it the level is going to be harder because you're starting at this point and he's and the reasoning they gave was this they they said like um they want people to be able to challenge themselves but they also want them to be able to do a grind thing so once the first time that level is set it never changes so at a certain point, you'll be able to just go through it, and you really won't get anything out of it anymore. Well, but, but wait, so, I, like, I'm playing right now, and I've advanced into, like, the second terrain set, but it, like, it's scaling difficulty as I progress, right? No. I mean, it does, yes, but what it does is each new area you go into, 
it it sets the difficulty as like plus one. Okay, because actually I'm I'm a little I guess plus the, two. the geography isn't so, like when you go to that crystal you can choose like your last waypoint that you are at and that's usually right. how I travel around. But then there's a separate tab that I think breaks it down into either different worlds or different areas. Yeah. So it's each worlds. of those rolls according to my current equipment level you're saying right right okay. but once you've set those in your current run through they stay that level that they were when you set them so if i'm in the third area which is where i am now and i back up to that full first area things are You'll super low level right right yep. and that seems to be my experience so far okay right but if i were to re-roll the campaign in that then first it starts area that process over right right okay okay and and so here's the other thing about it. I, I don't know this for sure because I have not finished the game yet. Is that you can do higher difficulty levels, and you don't have to do. I mean, it starts with letting you do normal, and then nightmare or, or hell, the nightmare, some crap like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, it's right, three right. levels, right? And you could do that off the bat. I don't know if you get more if you play through the game or anything like that. But um, that that's kind of the thing is like you can do that Diablo re-roll to get higher level, get more, you know, get more punishing stuff. You have possibly, you know, get better loot, that kind of thing. But I haven't had enough time to experiment with that yet. Uh, so Nick, why did you play a game with a silly name called Remnant? Like what, what, how, how come you weren't like McMaster where you had no idea that this game would be any good? Um, so I'll be honest. When I started playing the game, I thought it looked janky as hell right and like you the, love the jank too though you don't you don't mind jank no i don't mind jank so but i thought it looked super janky uh the setting was kind of intriguing like it's a weird like it's not medieval yeah. but it's like this setting steamy yes. punky i don't know 1920-ish <laughs> kind of thing going on yeah, the setting kind of sold me on it. Yeah, it was weird, right? And then so yeah. I start playing it, and it's yeah, okay, I can see what they're trying to do with the, uh, you know, with the dark kind of soulsiness of it. Right. And, you know, no, Kim McMaster, it's a dragon heart. Fires. It's not an it's yeah. not an Estes flask. It's a dragon heart. <laughs> and it's got the guns, and you're you know like eh, like it just I don't know. It just seems super janky at first. Uh, the way they even the monsters spawn in seemed super weird. And then, of course, um, if if you've played, you know that like one of the first things that might just completely eat your face is uh, a guy named Gorefist. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've him a couple of times. Yeah. So like my first impression was not great for this game. Like I just thought, man, it's like it's you know, I can see what they're trying to do, but ugh, I don't know. Just seemed kind of rough. Um but then I sort of did the same thing that, you know, Jason did, where I just kept thinking about it. Like, you know, maybe I could go in and try this this time. Or maybe I could go in and do this this time. Yeah. Uh, and that's when I, you know, I, I think it's for all of us when you go back in and you learn, oh, crap. It, like, it changes. Like it's, I don't have to fight Gorefist. I didn't roll like the boss not, this time. Yeah, yeah. it's not. It, like, there's an RNG going on, and it's... um. It's very much determining, you know, your success and, you know, not only your skill. So, you know, it's got that one up, I feel like, even on something like uh, a Dark Souls, where I was like, oh, crap. I, you know, even if I completely suck against this guy, maybe the next time around I'm going to get past him because he won't even be there. Right. Right. You know, I mean, and there's something to be said for this, too, is like a game can look goofy or it can look whatever. And at the end of the day, what it comes down to is, is it enjoyable in its minute to minute gameplay? And um, I didn't realize it when I first started playing. These are the guys that did like Darksiders and Darksiders 2 and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's like they know action gameplay. This is oh, not I didn't like even a know bunch of people. Developers. Yeah, it's the... Uh, they did certainly did Darksiders too, uh, and it's the guy that started Vigil Games originally. So, oh. um, so yeah, it, I didn't know that at first either, but it makes a lot of sense because it certainly they they know how to do action games. And unlike Darksiders, though, it, like it does still also have that weird demonic post-apocalypse funky stuff going on yeah. vibe. But it's also like the, the gameplay reminds me most. And I guess this is, in a way, kind of a Rorschach test for any given gamer. Have him play Remnant 
and then ask him what game it reminds him of most. And he'll tell you a lot about that person, almost more than the game. But what I feel it reminds me of most is the division, in that I'm just running around having cool gunplay with stuff. And that moment-to-moment gratification of the gunplay is what I really respond to. And yeah, it's cool that I'm in this freaky post-apocalyptic environment fighting monsters, but I, I just love shooting these guns. Uh, and I love how fun, it's yeah. kind of rewarding to try to aim headshots, and sometimes maybe I could just freak out and just unload the pistol super fast and it'll kill things. Sometimes I just need that shotgun to run up at things. Uh, but I just love, and this is surprising to me considering they did Darksiders, but I just love the gunplay in this. Uh, it just feels like a great, solid shooter. You know, it's like, have you played all the classes yet? I've played, I have. At this well, point. the classes are just weapons, aren't they? For They're the weapons and armor sets, right? Well, there's also a trait. Every each of them has a different one trait. That oh, you, you'll think, never get that you know, trait unless you start as that class. I think, but I don't know that for sure. But okay. that's the only time I've seen them get it. Like so, for instance, the gunslinger or the the one you're oh you're no you have the best one right you're the, the ex cultist right and yeah. her her ability is to build up the that mod power more quickly. That's what she can spend right. trait points on. Yeah, right. And that that's hands down in my opinion the best uh, perk. Like so, the long range one, uh, the hunter is. Uh, uh, detection radius oh right so, right, right right you shrink it with the more points you put into it and then the um the scrapper the guy that i play um as my main character guy is uh his is melee damage uh so you know i go ahead i didn't want to cut you off oh no no go ahead uh one of the things though that, that i do uh have an issue with kind of in this game is that the character progression is definitely not one of the main appeals <laughs> here uh you know you get these trait points every now and then and you can put them and at first this is a very pleasant surprise by the way at first you, you've got like one trait maybe two or something <laughs> and you're like really yeah. this is I'm, this is all i have to level up Pfft. Okay, whatever, these are pointless. But it, it starts to like, then give you new traits as you play, and I've got like 10 or 12 right now. And they're, yeah. each, they're each minor, and incrementally, they're, they're super minor, in that they just add a little percentage point here and there. And over time, you can lean one way or the other, and you can focus on one trait or another. Uh, but it's not... Uh, you know, one of the differences from something like Hellgate London or any other action RPG is the character build is going to be a very ancillary part of the gameplay. Your character build can have an effect, but it's not something that you're going to be able to do crazy things and be excited about spending the next trait point. Uh, you know, your scrapper McMaster, I think what will make him more different from my cultist character is the armor that you're wearing the weapon that you're using and yes. probably the skill or whatever that you've developed with your early trade points but if i wanted to i could just buy the same armor you've got i could equip the same guns yeah. you've got uh so there's not there's just not a lot of unique i made it myself character development here uh, I feel it's mainly it's mainly the equipment that you upgrade, and there's also not much of a there, there's pretty much no loot churn. Like I can upgrade no. different things, but I'm never going to be finding, you know, it's not like Borderlands where I'm constantly finding a better or a different weapon yeah, I want to use. It's, yeah, it's not like a slot machine for guns. Right, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. So a, like a looter schluter. <laughs> oh, right. I hate that. Oh, that's oh, that's such you a know. <laughs> it's like with uh, with this game. It's weird because I never notice when I when I initially get like a point, you know. Right. So I always end up like at the end of fighting whatever hellish crap's coming at me. I always, oh hey, I have like four or five points, you know. Right. Um, and then it's okay, you know. One at a time, it's not great. Uh, I will say, I mean, there are certain traits. Uh, not all traits are created equal. By far. Right. There's some that I would never waste a point on. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. The the one that I saved up with on my second character until I got it, and I had like 20 or 30 points. Finally, is the one the elemental resistance one. <laughs> it's right. Like, how do you not want to put that? Each point gives you one point of elemental resistance to all elements. Like, why? Yeah. That's a ridiculous trait. Of course you're going to do that because that game is ludicrous with its elements. Though. Shut up! I didn't do that. Shut up! Now I'm wish. Can I? Can I respect my character? Uh, I don't think you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wish you could. Like, I mean, but that's kind of the thing about it, though. It's kind of weird, is how long it takes you to get some of those traits. And I do love the elemental stuff you're talking about, McMaster. So basically, there's yeah. uh, like what? You catch fire, and then you take damage over time. I mean, right? It's boring. 
What? A, so what? Every game has that, right? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, we've got no. You. this is a time for you. To, no, this is where you talk oh. about how cool the elements are. I'm giving oh, you. Right. I'm pitching you a softball. Oh, oh, jeez. Okay, <laughs> sorry, that's my bad. No, uh, yeah, the, the, there's a, a bunch of different elemental attacks in this game, and your actual resistance to it makes quite a difference on what happens. You know, so surely you, yeah, you can get set on fire. Obviously, you can also be poisoned. You can also be afflicted with bleed. You can also there, there's like a bunch of different. You're forgetting elements. rot. Like, how do you forget rot? Rot, rot is such a is cool one. Probably the most irritating. <laughs> so here too is what I've ever had to get. And, and here's why I like the ruin your day. the element stuff too. It's also very above board in that yeah. a lot of times elements are hey maybe there's a die roll under the hood and you are burning or you're not. Here it's right. very visually evident as something that say inflicts bleed. You know normally you'd get hit and oh I'm taking damage over time and there's a message about it and it'll fade eventually. What do I care? Here you get hit by something that inflicts bleed and a bar starts to fill up. And you can see each time it hits how much it's filling up that bar. And until that bar fills up, bleed won't hurt you. This is just how close you are to that that effect kicking in. So the rot, so right. basically as that fills up, just don't get hit by the thing and you're fine. It's, if it fills up, then of course you've got to use a bandage, a little consumable, to stop that particular affliction. Um, but the one the, the rot one, which I love, and you're playing and I think Gorefizzard. Early on, there are things that inflict rot. Like, that's one of the first elements yeah. it introduces. So you're playing so and you're seeing that bar fill up, and you're like, oh, I've got, you know, I'm half full of rot. It, it doesn't seem to be doing anything. What do I care? And then, it, you know, the bar eventually goes down and fills. And then at a certain point, the bar will fill all the way up, and now it's gone, oh. and you just have permanent rot, and your character animation stops to cough every now and then. Yes. Regardless oh. of what you're doing. <laughs> right. So yeah, you could be trying to reload. Fight. You can be running. You could be trying to dodge, and you stop to cough. Uh, but the thing is, you like... saw that coming. You saw it coming. You could have prevented it, uh, and now you yep. know about the elemental system. And that's that's the harsh lesson of that game, is that coughing, that rot. It really is. That's the first time I was like, you know what? Before I go anywhere, I'm going to go by the, the uh, consumables vendor and uh, grab a fix for that uh, – rot thing right because it really sucks uh and that it's funny because like you could almost play like a trivia game where it's like hey is this from destiny or dark souls you know and and that and that is certainly from dark souls uh that that kind of thing yeah oh, right right you know it's like the bar that fills up and then all hell breaks loose yeah it's really unpleasant <laughs> yeah that, that freaking rot man oh my god that and bleed <laughs> So the most irritating things. Uh, Nick, you uh, did you did you finally beat Gorefist? I, I did finally beat Gorefist, but it was terrible. What did you get from it? Why do you care about? Why didn't you? Did, was there any, was there any reward for beating Gorefist? Well, I mean, besides the uh, like like Jason, I did the I I, I routinely do the thing where I ignore uh, points right. uh, until later, and then I'm like, oh yeah. oh, that's a nice little bonus I got there. Right. Um, but yeah, the the beating Gore. Well, obviously the the secondary reason would be you get to progress, which is good. Uh, oh yes. You know, just through the linear part of the game. Uh, but then yeah, Gorefist has the the nice pop, right? Like you you kill him, and then yeah, here comes the good stuff. But what do you? So what I'm getting at is that instead <laughs> of the normal loot churn or loot progression, each boss drops some doodad that yep. then gives you either a new mod or a new weapon. Uh, killing the boss is how you get these bumps to the really cool new gameplay elements, I, I think. So I've never beat Gorefist. I don't know what he drops. Um, but I'm pretty sure each boss drops a specific thing that gives you a specific in-game item, right? Uh, yes, yeah, yes. There's, um... yeah. There's a crafting material that... So basically, right, what yeah. what you've because I've never beat Gorefist, so Nick, you have something in the game. I don't know what it is. You have something I don't have. It's either a mod or a weapon. Uh, it could be. A, I guess they're also you can equip three trinkets. But my point is, you have something I don't have, and that I won't get until I go back and, and beat Gorefist. I, on the other hand, probably have something you don't have because you didn't kill, you know, the Ent or whatever. Um, your progression in this game, in terms of cool loot and abilities, is killing a boss, 
right? Like, and I love that about it. It's not, again, it's not that slot machine, oh, what's it going to drop? It's, hey, I need to go kill boss A to get doodad A. And if I want right. doodad B, I have to kill boss B. I like that. All right, so McMaster, did you kill Gorefist? Uh, yeah, I think I've killed him twice. All right, actually. can I have one of the things that you got? Can I have the thing that you got the second time that I don't have? Can you give that to my character? You know, you cannot trade anything in this Ugh, game. Ugh, McMaster, but I want it. <laughs> no trading. I don't want to have to kill Gorefist. Just come on, you've got two of them. Give me, actually, I don't, probably the second time you kill him, it's just like, haha, you get an XP, or you get a trait point or whatever. Oh, it's on a different character. Um, the oh, great, up. so you do have two, uh, you have two characters that have the thing that I don't have. <laughs> And I'm not using either of them, I don't think, oh. because I, for, the most, for the most part, the stuff isn't very good, or some of it's not very good. So. Well, but some of it, like, I was carrying around something that let me make a hammer for a while, and I just assumed it was the same hammer that the scrapper starts with. Um, right. But it's not. It's some, like, fire hammer. I eventually crafted it because I had uh-huh. nothing else to do, uh, and realized, oh, this is like a, this isn't the starting hammer that the, that the scrapper gets. This is something that you don't get unless you killed whatever dropped this little burning pine cone or whatever it was that lets me make the fire hammer um so do you have that beam gun because i see people i've played online with people by the way uh, i kind of like that there's no in-game communication so it's it's easy to play with random yahoos but today's patch added a voiceover uh added direct voice communication yeah yeah so you can have people online trash talking you and telling you that you're not helping or whatever um so. Yeah, no, and as like, I mean, or you could do like as we discovered the other night, you really you could only have three people in your party because we had a party of three and Tom wanted to play. And That's couldn't. such a weird number. I mean, obviously it it's like a networking thing or something. I mean, they've got a reason to yeah. do that, but that's a three is such a weird number. It's a strange that. number. Yeah. I mean, I guess I kind of like how it makes each person that much more important because then you're a third important rather than a quarter important, which is the case in a four-player game. Yeah. Uh, right. So, yeah. But I've liked, I've, you know, I've had no problem with just playing with randoms. Because, again, there's no disincentive to having somebody join your game. And certainly when you're fighting a boss, oh my god, it's so much easier to have someone else Any draw aggro. Any port storm. Any port storm. <laughs> right, exactly. But, but, you know, like Hunt, imagine how great it would be if you could just get ganked by some rando uh, just as you were hmm. about to beat a boss. Now, there is friendly fire, though, isn't there? Yeah, slight. Yes, it's weird. there is. Yeah. yeah, it's like a quarter damage is friendly fire. Like, you can't, you're not just going to kill someone, but there's definitely that sense of, oops, I shot you, I'm sorry. Normally, um, normally in a game with no friendly fire, I don't, McMaster, you walk in front of me, whatever. But this time no. you walk in front of me, you probably shouldn't have done that. Uh, we discovered, I, too, and I don't know if they've patched this, but I was, I was playing with some friends the other night, and um, we discovered that you can, only one person can use a vendor at a time, but yes, you, yes. you can friendly <laughs> fire down someone. While they're using the vendor. In the base? Yes. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to use that, McMaster, if you're going to take too long to, to oh my God. upgrade yeah, your we armor. Up. I was just wailing on him with a hammer, and my friend's shooting him with a gun. It's just like, bam, down. <laughs> I did. So, McMaster, when we were playing the other night, and I didn't have – here's the thing, is when I play – with voice chat, I have to wear these stupid earphones, and I don't like. I like playing a game with loudspeakers blaring. Uh, it's one of the advantages of, of you know not having children sleeping in the house. It's like there I love being able to do that. So McMaster, one of the reasons that I don't have you on chat when we were playing a game is I just like sure. I want to hear it over the speaker. And you know the the only thing that's missing, I can hear you talk. You just can't hear me talk. So whatever, that's on you. But the other <laughs> day when we were playing, you made some disparaging comment about Guild Wars 2, and I shot you. Not killed you. I was just like, oh, that jerk's trash-talking Guild Wars 2. I just took a couple of quick pot shots at you, maybe trimmed a few points off of health. Just wanted you to know that's what was going on there. That's just funny. enough. Yeah. That's pretty funny. So, yeah, no. That'll uh, learn you. Oh, no, yeah. We're, <laughs> no, I end up with, so there's so much friendly fire in the games I play most of the time. So, I'm Master, so it sounds to... like, have, have you, like, gotten super past where I am? Like, are you... I, I, um, I, you're gonna, you're I gonna... doubt it. Okay. Don't so, finish the game anytime soon. The reason I say I doubt it is that I started a new character and played through ah. with a couple of friends up to... You've, you've been to the Swamp, right? Or whatever it's called. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. So that's... Yeah, I've just I've, I've just beaten the first boss there. Okay. Tw- twice. But, you know, with two different characters. Basically. You know the creatures that I uh, love slash hate in uh, Remnant? 
the the little soccer ball guys. Yeah. <laughs> they remind me. There's this horrible awesome. series of movies from the '80s. It was actually recently rebooted, rebooted, oh, or okay. and it's terrible. There's a movie called Critters, which is yep. basically about little things like that. It's just a big mouth. It's a rolling ball. The recent Critters movie is just awful but i love those little soccer balls that run around and try to bite you and they roll like like uh, tumbleweeds and they roll up against each other and against you and it's kind of fun you eventually realize oh i just need to time my melee attacks and i can kick them back or kill them and at a certain point you upgrade your weapon where you're one-shotting them uh but those little guys are a lot of fun to kill that's that's some really nice gratifying creature design yeah, that there's actually a fair amount of pretty good creature design in that game. Uh, I like. Uh, there's this one monster in the swamp that's like uh, kind of a caster, and if you kill it, yes. it's it's really its head is a giant slug, and it's the slug start or or pupae or something, whatever, and it starts trying to like crawl off. And if you don't get it before it crawls up to another one, it'll jump up and re- like grab onto a dude and make it into a caster. And yeah, it's just stuff like that. It's pretty. And I think pretty... that's too where their background with Darksiders comes into play. These guys have been thinking right. up crazy weird monsters for so long, and right. you know here they've got a new game to put them into. Yeah, right, exactly. Right, right. <laughs> so. And those boss fights too. Like so far the boss fight. I don't know about Gorefist, but so far the boss fights have all been. Uh, and not quite to the level of Dark Souls, but they've all been things where I play them, and I'm like, this is no fair. This is just cheap. This is this sucks. This is a developer. And then eventually by the time I beat it, I could probably go through and beat it again. Like, I figure something out, and that's generally how I beat it, rather than just plugging away and getting lucky. Like, I feel like you know, any boss that I played and thought was unfair, once I figured out how to beat it, I realized, oh, okay, that is kind of fair. Uh, now I know what to do. See, the only problem that I have with any of the bosses in that game is they all seem to rely on a boss with his difficult mechanics, but also a ton of ads. Do you know why? Every boss. Why is that? Because they drop ammo. Otherwise, I think I, I think that's intentionally a challenge level thing. But imagine a boss with no ads, because ammo is meaningful, and buying these ammo oh, box things... That's, that's, you have to, though. I mean, yeah, exactly. You have to. Right. Like, if, if, if there weren't ads dropping ammo, you would have to rely on buying ammo boxes, which is one way you can do it. But those ads right. come in, and they're, they add an extra dimension to the difficulty level, but oh, yes. they also make sure you never run out of ammo. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah, no, I, I oh God, some of those fights. Uh, you burn through a lot of ammo. Yeah. It's, oh, those yeah. bosses are big, huge hit point sponges. And they also all have pretty obvious, I think all, uh, pretty obvious yeah. weak points right exactly well, and and a lot of times the weak points will only open at certain points part of the boss pattern like you learn the pattern and the pattern includes when and where the weak points are and that makes it easier right. to kill them yeah sure like that that fight didn't i fight that fire breathing dragon with you mcmaster yes because <laughs> the first time i i saw that i was like no way this is going to be impossible <laughs> no freaking way but then after we fought it Partly because you're really good at drawing aggro, uh, so it didn't bother me. I just, I am. Yeah, I just ran around and shot it and made a point not to walk into fire and to watch out for ads. Uh, but I, that that seemed perfectly manageable with the thing only attacking you. Like, that's, yeah, this is perfectly manageable for me. So. Yeah, see? No problem. <laughs> Nick, have you, fought the, have you fought that dragon yet? Who, me? Yeah, yeah, Nick, have you fought oh, oh, the... Oh, no, no, no. No, oh, no, no. you'll have fun with that. That's one of those two that, uh, like I was... Like, if you have someone else drawing aggro, the boss fights are, like, completely... A completely different affair. Now, it does scale by the number of players, so there have sure. been some bosses that I fought alone, and I think what scales are things like how many hit points it has, how much damage it does, how many adds are spawned. Uh, right. So there have been some bosses that I fought alone and eventually killed... Uh, but would have been much easier if I'd had McMaster drawing aggro for me. Um, right. Yeah. And and the ads are no joke in this game. Right. Right. They're well, it's no also it's yeah they're <laughs> no joke and it's also the sort of thing too, where you if your weapon is an upgrade like those tumbleweed critters soccer ball things uh, were <laughs> really messing me up in the end fight. But once I came back upgrading my melee weapon to the point where I could kill them in one hit. It made it super easy. Like, it made it much easier. When I'm having to wail away and it takes multiple hits to kill them, that made the boss fight just that much harder for me. Um, so, yeah, it's just part of solving these boss puzzles, I, I think, uh, which I've really enjoyed. Normally, I just can't stand bosses, uh, but I, I like these bosses. Because also, you know, there's going to be a super cool treat at the end of each boss fight. 
So true. All right, remnants. Remnant or remnants? Is it plural, McMaster? I think it's. I think it's. I don't Single. Know. Singular. Just just is one it, remnant. All right. It's just one remnant. All right. So there's one thing left over. So oh, remnant yeah, yeah, yeah. from the ashes. Uh, Hunt showdown. Fuck that game. Uh, and test drive unlimited <laughs> two. Uh, that's what we've been playing. Join us in two weeks, and we'll talk about something else. Does any of you guys care about this astral chain thing on the I Switch? I do, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't even yeah, know yeah, what yeah. it is, but I just because other people seemed psyched about it, I was like, well, oh well, you know, it's because it's platinum games. A yeah. because people were psyched, and B because it was platinum. I was like, well, okay, it's I'm gonna platinum. get it. Sight unseen. I have no idea what it is. For all I know, uh, it's a MOBA. I don't think it is. Okay, good. Glad to hear that. Uh, I would know. It's Nick, auto chess. You don't even. Yeah, it could be auto chess. Right. Nick, you don't. Yeah, you yeah. don't have a switch, so you're disqualified from uh, Astro Chain. Sorry to hear that. But maybe we'll be talking about it in two weeks, and we can tell you what you've been missing. Dang. So, yeah. So join us in two weeks. I'm Tom Chick. I've been here with Jason McMaster, Nick Diamond, and we'll talk to you guys in two weeks. Cheers. Cheers.